Love Talk Radio. Good evening tonight, um, everybody, and welcome to Students for a Better Future Radio, reporting from Occupied America. I'm your host, Doreen Senko, with Luther Mays and Ruben Torres, and we are live. Once again, welcome to tonight's um, radio show for Students for a Better Future Radio, reporting live from Occupied America. And folks, tonight we have lots to say. Our show is actually on cyber sex trafficking and its connection to pornography. Um, But before we get to that, I want to mention that the show is sponsored by the 501c3 nonprofit, studentsforbetterfuture.com. And if you can go ahead and make a, a contribution at that website, that would be awesome. And we have a couple announcements to make from there. First, I want to have everybody check it out on the website. Um, We are offering internships, um, and we have sponsors for them. Um, And they're in in social media, um, computer programming, and um, also uh, I believe it's essay writing and an essay contest coming up. Um, So if you can go over there and check it out, that's studentsforbetterfuture.com. Again, at studentsforabetterfuture.com and um, see, what, see what we can do. And um, I want to mention we have a, a new host coming with us. His name is Luther, Luther Mays. You want to say hi? Hi, Sud America. How's everybody doing? Right, and and before we get into the tonight's topic, uh, I want to bring up the debate um, last week between Trump and Clinton, and I want to give uh, basically Trump some suggestions. Um, number one is he was asked a question about the birther issue. What he needs to do is learn to turn around that question and throw it right back at the moderator and um, you know give a little pushback it doesn't hurt to do that um, and that question he should have answered he should have said something well that was the last presidential thing, race so and you know he should have said to the moderator let's move on and let's discuss something relevant um, but you know anyhow that's my personal analysis of the debate last week, and I know, Ruben, you wanted to weigh on on this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, def- definitely, definitely. One, one, of the, one of the things that really disappointed me about Donald was when she, uh, when uh, Hillary brought up um, the uh, situation with how to create jobs. How are you going to create jobs, Hillary or Hillary? Um, and she said, well, <laughs> let's, build, let's, put, let's put more solar panels. Donald Trump should have came back and said, oh, how about those $10 billion that are in 10 companies that went bankrupt during, your, uh, during Obama's administration that you were part of it? And that way she would shut up because that will not work. That was number one. Number two, when she would talk about all oh, the money for, uh, you know, the, for the rich, well, 
How about all that money that you're getting from Wall Street, that you're getting from Silicon Valley, from Google? From, how about all that money? Uh, isn't that influencing your 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 uh, uh, who are you really truly going to be working for? And then the whole thing about uh, right. about race, race in America. Okay, for 50 years the Democratic Party has controlled inner city USA. And they have not done anything, you know. You want to talk about that that Donald Trump and the Republican Party is against uh, African Americans and Hispanics? Are you kidding me? Right. So, and also, uh, ahead, Luther, did you want to weigh in? Well, they uh, it's just uh, these two parties are liberals and rhinos now. Yes. Definitely. Yes, and we have to uh, we have to get the American people to see that and to vote sensible people in there. And granted, you know, Trump is not a good debater. He came from the business field, mm-hmm. so yes. you know that's his background. And you know, and he's got to learn. See, what he's doing is he's talking like he would speak at your kitchen table. And, um, you know, and, and he's going into a debate. You have to be prepared. And you have to have top people working with you that can teach you how to answer the questions, particularly in today's time because most of the, the moderators, they're all, they're all liberal. You know, they're going to shoot or right. come after him left and right. So they're going to grill him. Right. You know? That's true. Uh, yeah, so anyhow, um, uh, Luther. Um, Luther yeah. is actually going to be getting his own show. And so um, we're going to be moving on to tonight's topic, which is cyber sex trafficking. Uh, it's actually the extension of human trafficking and h- how we got to this phase in America where this thing has exploded in front of our faces. And um, we're going to point out there are certain things that we can do to help stop this. But I want to give Luther a chance. Go ahead, Luther. You want to ask the questions? Well, let's talk about the uh, Amanda Winikowski case. Okay, yes. Uh, Amanda Winikowski, um, she was actually a student that was working with us at a a Buffalo community college. And very interesting case. And also very beautiful girl. Just Google her name on the Internet and you'll find, you know, you'll find her picture and all that. Um, But anyhow, she was attending Buffalo Community um, College up there. And she was about, I remember about 19 at the time, uh, and, you know, and bear in mind, you know, she's attending this community college, and she had met a fellow by the name of Adam Patterson. She had met him online through a chat room, and um, they started seeing each other going out, and, you know, the mother just thought it was like a normal boyfriend for a while, and, you know, until she started noticing changes in Amanda, 
And um, she actually found at one point uh, heroin on her. But, you know, I'll explain the, the drug thing in, in relation to this. But anyhow, this fella, a man, this, this fella, uh, Adam um, Patterson, was 35 at the time. And he actually convinced her to move into an, uh, an apartment with him. And, um, you know, and during that time, you know, they were meeting people and uh, the heroin addiction increased. And, you know, she always noticed him have money all the time, but she didn't know quite what he did. And, um, you know, he started saying to her things like, well, you know, you need money for your college or for a car. How about you turn a trick for a night? Okay. And by the time he actually was doing this with her, she was so mellow to to the heroin that was being forced upon her. And so she was in some kind of altered state of mind. And, um, you know, slowly he, he would say to her, well, you know, let's do a trick here. You can make 500 a night. And, you know, what was happening is they would make the money, uh, but then a couple things happened. They also had to support the, the heroin because it became an addiction. And Adam was also addicted to heroin. Um, but then, you know, they started performing these tricks regularly out and here and there. And this was going on for about eight months. And the mom had noticed a change in the daughter. Um, the daughter had actually moved out in, a, in an apartment. And by the way, the mom has told me that her daughter was actually going to parties with this fellow Adam Patterson. And, you know, and I would say to the mom, well, she was actually meeting other people involved in the trafficking up there. And um, w- one day uh, what happened was is she was actually pimped out I would say to to the wrong person. It was um, somebody who was connected to the uh, Democratic Party up there. And when she went in the house, and bear in mind, she willingly did this because that's what heroin does. Um, it it kind of makes a, a person's mind numb to making rational decisions. And so, w- when she got there. We have figured out that she picked up on something that wasn't supposed to be. And when she went in this house, she was hit from behind. And her body lay down there. And then there were four people involved in in this sex scene. Two were male and two were female. And the one was actually associated to the chief of the Democratic Party up there. And they, when they hit her... Um, they also gave her the date rape drug, and then she expired. Um, but they also proceeded to do the sexual act. And then by the time they noticed she was gone or dead, what they did was they took the body and they hid it for five weeks. And during the five weeks that the body was missing, um, her her tongue the people who had taken the body had actually cut the tongue out. And 
police were were looking were on the case and this and that and um but the mother told me that the minute she noticed her daughter was missing the police had botched up the investigation right there and so they eventually found the body well I shouldn't say found it it was actually turned up in a in a garbage tow outside of buffalo and then began the autopsy the autopsy ruled it was death by drug overdose. However, the family had a second autopsy done, and it ruled that it was death by strangulation or, or murder. But they couldn't get justice in this case because there was obstruction of justice because of who was involved. And a lot of times government organizations or, or whatever – they, when they do their philanthropy groups, they find a way to money launder. And one of the things that they will do is use the sex trade or the drug trade to do so. Because that year, the same year this happened, this same Democratic Party had um, helped elect the mayor of Buffalo who appoints a police chief. So you kind of go figure the connection there. Um, so, but, but anyhow, um, so that, that's when the mom had actually called me because the same people in power also have a tendency to control the media. And everybody knows that Ruben and I are not the regular media. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we get, so they, they they do they come to us, but I want to explain um, get into the cyber sex trafficking and the regular human trafficking. Um, the the cyber sex trafficking is actually human trafficking only with use of the internet and the computer and and the cell phone and, and whatnot. And human trafficking um, itself is a form of modern-day slavery, and it exists throughout the United States, and it's even globally. And the traffickers, what they'll do is they'll use violence, threats, lies, bondage, um, and other forms of coercion to compel adults against adults and children or anybody who, who doesn't want to be trafficked against their will. And I want to point out that under U.S. law, any minor under the age of 18 years who is induced to commercial sex is a victim of sex trafficking, regardless of whether the trafficker uses force, fraud, or coercion um, or, or any, of the, the, any of those above, because that's under the Human Trafficking Law of 2001. And the situations that sex trafficking victims face, they vary dramatically. Many victims become romantically involved with someone who then forces them or manipulates them into prostitution, like the Winkowski case. She was actually involved with Adam Patterson. And others are lured in the, with a false promise of a job or even modeling or dancing or, or whatever, and some are forced to sell sex by their parents or family members. And they may invo be involved in a trafficking situation for a few days, weeks, or may remain in, in it for a few years. Um, but 
in tonight's discussion, we're actually going to elaborate on, on the cyber sex, um, which well, involves the computer. And, and I know right. Ruben, uh, you know, this is Ruben's thing because he loves to talk about the the Tor browser and, and all right. of that, um, you know. And well, and I want to stress, fo- folks, that the cyber sex makes use of the um, uh, uh, it's sex trafficking that makes use of your of your computer or your cell phone, anything that can take a visual image, be it a still or a video recording of a person who doesn't want to be recorded. And the danger of this is it goes up on the Internet in something that we call the dark net or the other Internet or, um, you know, and then it goes out to hundreds of thousands of users in an instant. And this is where this thing, sex trafficking, has gotten so bad, and this is where we really need to put a, a stop to it. And I want to have Ruben just elaborate for a minute on, I mentioned the dark net, okay? The dark net makes yeah. use of the Tor browser um, and an encryption service and also an onion router, and it's not that hard for anybody to figure out how to get on or how to use. And in fact, I believe you can download the Tor browser, right, Ruben? Yes. Yes, you can. Uh, it's basically pretty, pretty easy. Uh, there, there may be some configuration settings because there's different types of, 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 of configurations for the uh, um, Tor browser. One that makes it a lot more uh, complicated for them to actually see where the data the data is coming from, where the the message or, uh, is being sent. So basically, what happens is the Tor browser was created in the in the mid 1990s by the United States Naval Research Laboratory. They basically developed this to protect U.S. intelligence communication online. Unfortunately, what has happened is that the Tor browser has become, you know, good and bad to good to the intelligence community, but also very bad and helpful to the underworld, the human trafficking organization on, a, on the global scale. Um, but also it's been beneficial to uh, incidents like uh, when they had the Arab Spring a couple of years ago in the, in the Middle East, you know, in the Iranian situation, the Iranian crisis, where a lot of citizens were basically sending a lot of their messages that were appearing on CNN and a, a lot of the, the mainstream uh, media here were uh, were being uh, what they were using was the Tor browser. So the Tor browser is an anonymous form of communication. It, it, it gives uh, individuals, you know, whistleblowers, a tool to be able to communi- communicate that information without being really uh, discovered. So it has its pros and cons. It, it, it all depends on who's using it and how it, how they're using it. Uh, so what, the way the Tor browser works is it, it has seven layers. It has seven layers, and the seven, each layer, every time that you send, every time you click on send and you're using the Tor browser, it goes through different layers. Each layer encrypts the information at a, from a lower level to a higher level. So when it gets to the seventh layer, 
the person on the other end will be able to decrypt it uh, with either uh, a code or, or just, you know, because you, 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 that's how encrypting and decrypting works. I send you a message, I give you a code, then you'll be the only one to be able to open it. So the human right. trafficking organizations, like uh, in, in different parts of the world, have been using the Tor browser. Uh, coin, coin, the, the Bitcoin, digital currency, uh, uh, you know, exchanging goods um, in the underworld, they've been using the Tor browser. And it's, it, it definitely, you know, if you want to do online banking, I, I, I use the Tor browser. Because it's, it, it it really really does, does the job. So let me get in back get, getting back to the functionality of the Tor uh, Tor browser. So each relay decrypts the uh, part of the message to reveal it to the next relay, and then it passes through different relays, and then in, in, at the end, it basically provides information as long as you have the the the, the code. Now, what it also does, if you do anything, if you do anything on the internet, law enforcement or anyone uh, that is capable of, of finding out, they can find out where your IP address is of your computer. The IP address is like the zip code. Once they get an ident- uh, identified your IP address, they can go to the derp- uh, to the uh, internet provider and find out who who has that IP address, and that has happened in a lot of cases here in the U.S. Uh, one of the most uh, significant cases was in, in San Luis, Missouri. There was a serial rapist, and he had killed, I think, about 10 to 11 prostitutes in the inner cities of, uh, in the, in the inner city of uh, San Luis, Missouri. And the way they were able to capture him was that he made one huge mistake. He went to Microsoft, to the Microsoft website, and printed a map of the city. And he he took that uh, he took that map, and he pointed where all the prostitutes were buried. Well, then he made the second mistake. He sent that map to one of the major newspapers in the city. Well, they turned around and gave it to the police uh, to the law enforcement law enforcement went ahead and said oh Microsoft it was hotmail so basically they went and got the um, the, the I think it was AT&T or uh, at that time the internet provider and they yeah. were able to provide the IP address and they were able to identify okay this IP address belongs to this person the person got arrested right away so when you use the Tor browser if he was using the Tor browser, they would not be able to identify where the IP address is or whose IP address is. So it's really, really a, a very, very a valuable tool. But nowadays, uh, the U.S. government is taking is, taking, is being very proactive, and they're going after the Tor browser. They're coming up with tools to be able to try. They haven't done it yet, according to my research, but. They're working on trying to break that that anonymous anonymous communication that the Tor browser offers. And by the way, the Tor browser is a free software. 
Yeah, and and while we're on this note, and I know um, I mentioned this to Luther, um, I want to also bring up the Tim DeFoggy case. Um, Luther, are you there? Can yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, okay. Tim DeFoggy was the chief of the cybersecurity of um, of the uh, human uh, of the health and services in um, Maryland. Okay. And um, this happened about two years ago. He had actually set his connection up, and um, and with one other fella, I believe. But when they were on the dark net, they developed a site called PedoBook. And um, and what they would do is they would actually place a, a, an undercover camera. Or um, it was, I believe it was a dish or something that looked like a camera inside of a, um, a bathroom where, uh, kid, where, anybody, where people went to the bathroom. And the, they caught the kids too. Um, no, it was, a, um, it was a single bathroom. Somewhere in a classroom they did this. And um, so what happened was when the kids went to the bathroom, uh, they were filmed. And they were immediately placed up on a, the site called Keto Book that was in the dark net. And, you know, it wasn't a lot of times their whole body was just their parts. And so in an instant, their pictures went out to, uh, to over 100,000 users. And um, the FBI, they finally caught this guy. They actually... Uh, spread a virus in the Tor browser. That's, and they had to go and, and catch him that way. But uh, a lot of times what happens in these cases is the FBI will go in and close these sites out and then new ones pop up. Well, can you explain uh, the dangers of cyber sex? Say again, Luther? I said, can you explain the dangers of cyber sex? Yes, the dangers are this. See, in the age of the internet, you know, all of that stuff um, and porn, the porn industry, which we'll get to in a minute, um, you know, I mean, it creates an atmosphere of uh, being anonymous. And so, um, you know, I mean, that's maybe good for some parts of the internet, but not this. Because uh, a person's image, if they don't want to be photographed, especially doing a, a various thing, and, and a, a lot of times these photographs stay up on the Internet forever for a very long time. Um, you know, they don't want to be photographed in, in a certain way. And um, it, the danger is that it gets spread so fast to people around the world and not only do other people see it, um, you know, like Ruben said, they they can trade the pictures for Bitcoin, um, and they can also download them. Okay, you know, and and also, so so the FBI may go in and shut the site down, but they don't always get everything. That's the, because they don't know if you download or copied it somewhere. Well, who might be involved in this? 
Well, let me. Um, let, uh, 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 go, go ahead, can Ruben. I, may I? Well, mm-hmm. you know, you have you have a lot of organiz, um, <clears throat> you know, the cartels, the cartels in, in 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 different parts of the world are are actually involved. I'll give you an example. In South America, there's a there's a there's, there's a section in South America that borders on three countries: Brazil, Paraguay, and and uh, Uruguay. And that is the most heavily human trafficking area in the world. And, and basically, a lot of the uh, drug cartels, a lot of the uh, gun run um, cartels, uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of a lot of governments, you know, especially in the Middle East, that basically are are you know pushing the uh, pushing people from different parts of the world. Like uh, the migration to to Europe from the Middle East, uh, it's, it's 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 human trafficking. It's it's, it's happening there. So there's a lot of influential people in the world, and also um, very very bad organizations that are involved in. Yeah, uh, Luther, hold on. I want to add something. If you go on the dark net with that, it's very dangerous because it's linked to high level officials. This type of things. So go ahead. Did, did you want to ask you another question, or uh, is it so difficult? Why is it so difficult to stop, Ruben? It's, it's difficult because, to stop. Go it's ahead, Ruben. It's yeah, it's difficult to stop because uh, governments are basically um, not working together. Um, there, there's not a there's not a full commitment uh, uh, on a global stage like there has been. To a certain degree, with the drug war, you know, with the drug war, um, the cooperation uh, has not been there, and until that happens, it's going to be it's, it's going to be uh, very difficult. We've had reports of very, very highly influential uh, uh, United Nations members involved in human trafficking. So uh, there's a lot of money, a lot of money to be made. Uh, in China, they, they basically transfer, they, they move a lot of people to the United States with the condition that if they make it to the United States, they have to pay back their, you know, their human trafficking, uh, uh, organ- the human trafficking organizations. So it's, it's, it's definitely very difficult until we have a, a, a global uh, cooperation agreement. That's my, that's my perspective yeah. on it. Yeah, and I've always said. Yeah, go ahead, Luther. I said by having a smaller government would help too. I've always said that because if you have a smaller government, you have a less chance of them getting involved in this stuff. Um, but I, I do want to mention some statistics here, um, and, and what some key people have said, and also the connection to the pornography industry. Um, I got this from Polaris, and it says the world stats is that there's 45.8 million uh, victims involved in human trafficking um, in the world, and one in three victims are of slavery as a child. And the average cost of a slave is $90 to sell. And, um, yes, and according to the State Department... 
the U.S. State Department, about 600,000 to 800,000 are trafficked across international borders. 80% are female and half are children. And they also said that a teen enters the sex trade between age 12 and 14. And get this next statistic, because this is the one that directly affects the porn industry. California harbors three of the FBI's highest child sex trafficking areas in the nation, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and San Diego. And that's where the porn industry is located out of. Um, And when we get onto the topic about the porn, we'll bring that up. But the National Trafficking Hotline receives more calls from Texas than any other state, and human trafficking is the third largest international um, crime industry behind drugs arms traffic, and arms trafficking, and it generates $32 billion a year, of which $15.5 billion is made from industrialized nations. So there we have it. <sighs> All of the candidates, the so it's like we have to pass candidates. out on the ground. Go, go ahead, Luther. Well, how does the presidential, what are the presidential candidates, how, what's their stand on this? Well, okay, one, two. I, go ahead, Ruben. Okay, I have not heard any of the two candidates mention human trafficking at all. I think, I think uh, as, as, as a country and as a world, there has to be steps uh, taken to really curb the the number of uh, of um, or reduce what human trafficking is all about today. Um, there's 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 something that's been happening in the southern border of the United States. A lot of the drug cartels, what they're doing is they're hiring, uh, they're they're contracting truck drivers, truck drivers that cross the Texas-Mexican border to deliver goods. Since, you know, we have NASA, uh, that little agreement that uh, Bill Clinton and, 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 and Hillary, uh, her, her husband, done. yeah, that uh, really ruined the, uh, the uh, job production uh, in the United States. Well, what happens is the drug cartels will, hire, will contract a, a, a trucker, pay them $10,000 to traffic uh, women and children, and they would tell them, because I have um, some family that works in the, as a border patrol officer, and he was mentioning to me that this is an ongoing, they have basically stopped and arrested about 10 truckers, American truckers. They'll, give them, they'll pay them $10,000, and they'll tell them, hey, you can do whatever you want with, with, with the women. And then once that happens, they, 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 they'll drop them off anywhere in the U.S. But the Border Patrol in Laredo, Texas, has taken steps to identify, and they have arrested in the last couple, uh, last two months, ten American truckers doing that. Wow. Yeah. How many children are involved in trafficking? How many are trafficking in, in, this, in this situation? The children. Uh, I'm sorry, Luther. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. Well, how many children are there? 
involved in this in the United States, um, and according to Polaris, it's um, 200,000 plus that are at risk. Yeah. So, so um, that between that, um, it's bad. It's in every city. It's even in some uh, local areas, like we have tra- trafficking here in Parsippany. Um, it's it's so bad only because of the relative ease on how to do it these days. And people need to make money, so they so they do this stuff. And a lot of times, the victims are lured through um, websites like Backpage.com. That's one. Um, Craigslist is another one. Or they, uh, um, the human trafficker might be a person lurking on the internet, like in Facebook, and they might right. lure your child that way. Right. Well, that that it, it's good that you brought that up, uh, Doreen, because what's happening in a lot of cases uh, that have been happening in the U.S. We have young teenagers and young people that would post on Facebook. Uh, that they're having problems at home, especially young 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 ladies, young women, and they will express their views and, and say how miserable they are. So what these traffickers are doing now is they're basically bringing in a, another female to basically become friendly with that young lady that's having problems, emotional problems, is living in a dysfunctional family and offers them the same thing that gangs offer uh, young people, that they're going to take care of them, they're going to love them. And then they drag them, you know, the female entices the other female that's having those issues, brings her out, and then she becomes trapped by by the pimp, by these organizations, these escorts that they are, are basically trafficking these young women prostitution. Yes. Um, anyhow, um, Luther, did you want to ask another question, or can we move on to yeah. the direct yeah. connection between that and the porn? What and, is the difference between cyber sex and, and regular human trafficking? What's the difference between it? Uh, okay, um, I'll bring that up. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before. Cyber sex involves the it, – it actually involves, um, to a degree, human trafficking, um, but it, it involves the use of, you know, your computer or your technology. And, um, and what cyber sex can do is those people can um, take a picture of a part of their area. Or, for example, Timothy DeFoggy. And what they did is they took pictures of, of parts of the children's area, not the whole body, and they uploaded it to the Internet. That's where human trafficking turns into cyber sex. Because once it's uploaded onto the Internet like that, um, with file sharing and Facebook and Twitter, well, they don't allow that, but, you know, um, the dark net... Um, that can be shared all the way around the world. 
But if it's a regular human trafficking that doesn't use a computer, um, what the traffickers might do is place an ad in Craigslist and um, they will lure their bait and maybe go to a hotel and um, do an act over there. The regular human trafficking trafficking doesn't involve the use of the computer. So, so what, you're um, parents, what you're saying is the parents are making good use of cyber sex trafficking. Say again? I said, uh, what you're saying is, how do the, the pimps uh, make good use of uh, cyber uh, trafficking? How, I'm sorry, how do the parents... Um, how do the pimps? How do the pimps uh, to make good use of cyber sex trafficking? Yeah, you know, that I actually have a term for that. I call them cyber pimp <laughs> because yeah. they may actually, um, you know, it, see see human trafficking encompasses cyber sex. It can also be without cyber sex, or it can also be with the cyber. Or the cyber can be alone, and so. But in either case, once there's the use of the computer that's involved, and the transmission of pictures on the computer throughout the world, then it turns into cyber sex. And um, and and I actually my term for them is is called the cyber pimp. And um, what we also need to mention is that when you're in the dark net. And you you build a site there. Um, a lot of these human trafficking um, organizations can actually uh, link up with other human traffickers around the world, almost like cells, and, uh, and that's really dangerous. You know, because then they brainstorm on how to lure their victim, and you know, and it's it's as simple as one, two, three. Your family could be over here in um, in um, Funplex on Route 10, okay, where a lot of children go in that place. And uh, well, I see this all the time. The parents sit there and in the um, they have a food place in there, and they let their kid run wild. And um, you know, and that's breeding ground for these types of people to go in and and lure a child like that. But anyhow, briefly, I want to I want to cover what you've been doing and the great job you've been doing um, with your organization and how you're trying to get the message to the politicians in New Jersey and to the different school boards because it's remarkable that you have been the only one out there really spreading that message. Can you just briefly give us give us uh, uh, an update of where we, where you are in regards to the human trafficking curriculum that you wanted to really approach? Yes, um, and, and actually, um, what we're doing is um, we actually have a couple of speeches coming up to a number of school boards, and, and hopefully we're going to make a speech for the state school board. Um, because what a lot of them don't understand is the use of the computer in this and the dark net. 
and yes. and also its connection to to the bad stuff that's out there. Um, yes. So, uh, what we're doing now is putting together a curriculum for for parents and teachers first. Um, and we're starting with the Parsippany school system and we're going to be going in doing workshops for both the teachers and the parents first on what to look for. And then from there, we're actually going to go in and, and also educate the, the um, K through 12 system and adjust the curriculum for the grade level. And um, also we have the, uh, fellas from um, Your Brain on Porn, if i got to think of it right, uh, who actually do a whole <laughs> expose on, on how this uh, ties into the, the, the cyber sex trafficking. And, and I know I'm sort of picking on the pornography, um, but in relation to this, um, uh, I did some research and I got uh, a response from this group called Morality in, in the Media, and um, who couldn't be with us tonight, but hopefully they'll be with us a different night. Um, it, they've been working on this project since the 1960s, and they're the ones that sent us a, a statement that said that San Bernardino, Bernardino County is one of the biggest transit points for human trafficking in the U.S., um, that said one of their uh, expert, Mariska, Marissa Ugarte. And um, she is director of the, uh, the Bilateral Safety Carter Coalition in San Diego. And in that same county out there is also where the porn industry is. And, you know, and, and I've talked to some people in the porn industry they do say sometimes they let the child porn go through on the website. <laughs> so, and, and I know, Ruben, you have, you know, you, you know, you know, you you have dealt with this too. So, yes. if you you can elaborate on this. Well, um, you, you've covered quite a, quite a bit. Um, I I think that that. Um, so we have we we have, we have a lot of work to do. Um, you have you have done a, a, a fantastic job uh, on on getting that message. But I think one of the things that when we had that presentation that that you uh, invited me to see to present to the parents, I, I think a lot of the parents were basically totally uh, clueless to that what was going on. You know, especially with Tor browser, uh, there has to be a lot more parental control, but uh, parental control, physically parental control, because a lot of these things are happening behind parents' back. I, I've been, I'm a parent, uh, and I know that when 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 we had our son, uh, and he had a computer, the computer was not in the computer was in the open, so I can see what, what was going on. And I think that, that, that those are things that, that um, parents need to do that. But there's a lot more that can go into, into improving and managing and combating uh, this whole cyber trafficking, cyber, uh, cyber uh, sex, uh, human trafficking. But it has to be proactive, mm-hmm. like you're doing, 
and and like the the mayor of Porcipani and the board, uh, they you know every every community step up. Yes, and also um, in regards to the connection between the trafficking and the porn industry, um, morality in the media has stated that porn drives up the demand for uh, for sex trafficking. And, um, you know, just by simple people uh, watching it. And um, they sent us a couple other things here. It said one of the most significant and persistent barriers to combating human trafficking is widespread insistence on distinguishing between sexual trafficking and prostitution. By linking the two is about as easy as connecting smoking to lung cancer, we can continue to couple trafficking from branches of commercial sex industry like prostitution and pornography. Um, and so they go on to say that uh, basically, um, and here's another thing they said, that pornography is actual advertising for prostitution. Um, and it says that they teach men how to, how to use women by looking at and um, having fun to pornography, often developing a taste for prostitution. And the women have explained that they study pornography in order to perform prostitution. And so, and, and I've noticed that, and I've even talked to the girls on college campuses, they often say to me that they want to emulate those women in the porn industry to look like that. And right. so this is how the cycle goes around. So, you know, you you have to, and, and then with the stats showing that um, California has the highest rate of of uh, children being trafficked, and particularly where the porn industry is is prevalent. So, you know, we just want to bring those those stats um, up. Let's go ahead. I do, I, I do, I, I do have some questions for you, um, uh, Doreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say this is for our audience uh, that may just be coming in and 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 is trying to analyze what human trafficking? Is human trafficking the same thing as slavery? Depends on what kind of slavery, okay? Because there's um, okay because there's sexual slavery and there's um, particular there's just general human trafficking in which those people are actually trafficked somewhere to perform hard labor. Right. And okay. you know, and, and we have we have that going on as well. So there is a, a little bit of a distinction there. There is a um, distinction. Uh, yeah. So the question how, is how how how, how, how similar how similar are victims treated? Like victims of human trafficking and victims of slavery, uh, of modern day slavery, are they, are they treated the same way? Um, again, it, it depends on, okay, if you're talking about hard labor, uh, those people right. are trafficked into a country to just work to death. They might work okay. in a cornfield um, or right. on a farm somewhere. And they might work day in and day out, but 
and uh, you know as they're working they might get whipped or hit and they don't make any uh, whereas one that's trafficked into the sexual slavery will perf- uh, will have to per- um, perform sexual acts day in and day out, and the pimp will get paid, be it whether it's a cyber pimp or the um, or a a pimp that doesn't use the the computer. Okay. So, um, yes. But, uh, and so, but getting back to the porn industry, the porn industry actually plays a major role. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to say, you know, bad. Uh, in some ways, it's bad. You know, um, and if you when you get into the topic of, of the pornography, then we get into the the fact and whether it's constitutional or not. And and um, in the United States, it is. Constitutional providing that it meets the Miller analogy test, which a lot of people don't know that. Right. And, and do you know what the Miller analogy test is? No, no, go ahead. Does anybody know? No, um, go ahead. That's a three-point test um, to determine whether a picture is obscene or not. Okay. Um, and hold on, I, I had it with me, um, but I'll get it in a minute. But anyhow, um, the uh, and a lot of people think that porn is actually free speech. Right. So, but okay, here it is. Okay, Miller test is a three-point obscenity test. In, in, in the United States Supreme Court, test for determining whether speech or expression can be labeled obscene, in which, in which case it is not protected by the First Amendment to the uh, United States Constitution and can be, um, can be prohibited. And it was actually developed in 1973, case Miller versus California, um, and the... Um, uh, and, and that's where it came into being. And um, it, it says here that, okay, it says whether the average person applying contemporary community standards would find that the work that is taken as a whole appears to the purient interest. That's number one. Whether the work depicts or describes in a patiently offensive way sexual conduct or excretory functions specifically defined as applicable state to law, whether the work taken as a whole lacks serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. So if it met any one of the, if the work, the work is considered obscene if it, all three of those conditions were satisfied. And right. a lot of people don't know that. So, and because they don't know that, that is why we have everything we do out on the internet. Right, right. So the Supreme Court was very specific in that. They said, okay, it can be deemed as free speech, but you must apply the Miller analogy test to it. And people do not know this latter half of the law. Otherwise, it would be, uh, you know, it it would be challenged. Um, But anyhow, along this note, Florida has a bill. It's called SB uh, SB um, 
144, if I remember the name right. of it. And um, it's being brought to the floor, and it says that um, a, a person who is uh, on a pornography site uh, must have a two-step verification process to prove that they're 17 and older. Right. So, you know, I mean, uh, it, it's, you know, it's being challenged, um, you know, and something like that will always be challenged, probably. Um, will it stop kids from, you know, accessing it? Probably yes, but who, who's complaining about it now? You know, well, because... Again, again, again. You can have all the, you can have all the tools out there, and but you you still need to have the parents step up to the plate and and, and take care of business because uh, I don't care how how advanced a tool it is if you don't have physical intervention and have the parents. Take the uh, possibility very seriously. It's going to fail, and the kid will fail, and the kid will will end up. The child will end up being controlled by one of these human trafficking uh, goons. Yeah, and um, so uh, whether this bill ever ever gets any legs. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can tell you a lot of parents are interested in it because the problem right. with the child is this, is that if you stop it in your house, somebody else may have it. Right. You know, so you can't, you're not going to be able to totally stop it. Um, so so that's why this bill is there. Um, you know, however, you from a constitutional side here, um, you do have to be careful because if they shut down something on the internet, then who knows what they can't shut down. Right. You know, so right. I mean, that's look, a flip look, side look, 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 look at what's happening with look at what's happening with uh, Obama basically um, giving the acts uh, the uh, uh, the internet rights. To a private organization that that works with the United Nations, that works with uh, with NATO, uh, basically giving them control over our internet. Yes, so that's the flip side to this. Um, so, as a parent, I mean, you know, I would maybe go for that two-step thing, but I don't know how far I would push it. I don't think I would push it any further than that. Um, and I, right. I know pornography is a, it's pretty much a cancer to the rest of society, but you can't totally take it away because, um, you know, it's it, some people do use it as a good thing. You know, they actually use right. it to teach themselves. However, go ahead. How difficult is it to work with a school system that's run by the liberals to, to, to stop these problems? Say, say again, say again, Luther. How difficult is it to stop these problems with a liberal-run school system when you talk to the school districts of these problems? 
Well, the, he, our biggest opposition to this, in particular our group, and I'm going to be honest with everybody, has been the liberal male. <laughs> because the the women are, have been able to work with us. The uh, A lot of the conservative men, you know, are fine with it. And, and I'll tell you, pornography is everywhere, you know, and, and I have two boys in my house, my husband, okay, I'm, I'm not going to deny it that, it that it hasn't been brought up here either, um, you know, uh, but they know that there's consequences with it, but the, the liberal men have, you know, have challenged me everywhere, even on Facebook, you know, they they have just took me to task on this, and because they actually believe that regardless, you know, it's their right. That's how they see it. And, and, you know, and to me, you have a right, but you also have to, um, with every great right comes a, a great responsibility. Even with the Second Amendment, I tell everybody that. You know, you have the right to bear arms, but it comes with a great responsibility. Do you use your gun? No, only if you have to. Okay, it's the same thing with the First Amendment. We have a we have a great we have a, a right. It's a, we have a great responsibility. Uh, you know, when you have a right like that, you have to you have to know the um, the consequences. You know, and, and learn and learn how to um, learn how, how to deal with it. And the pornography to the human trafficking industry has been a cancer. And I'm sure, you know, um, my conservative friends, well, they have been telling me that's been a cancer to their relationship as well. Um, You know, and so, and and plus, the the thing with that is the the reason why you have to um, watch your children with it is because the addiction rate has gone up. And yes, when the addiction rate goes up, like here in Parsippany, Mayor Barbario wanted to add it to the um, substance abuse thing. And when they do that, your taxes go up. Right. <laughs> so, yep, yep, yep. Uh, you know, so so it's 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 that type of thing now. Uh, you know, it's funny though. Years ago, um, we we had pornography even in the seventies, and you know, you went to a movie theater to watch it, but you had to be seventeen and older. And, and that's what this bill wants to do. I think they want to put it back to make it to be where it's seventeen and older. Um, you know, and and you know, we we had magazines and all that, and. And whatnot, um, but today, you know, it, it has gone the other way where you can access it twenty four seven. Get it's available anywhere. So, you know, so it, it's just that issue now, and be, because it increases the demand, it increases the demand for human trafficking. So, I, I have a question. I have a question for you, uh, Doreen. For the Go audience, uh, 
how do you identify a trafficking victim? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I knew that one was going to come. You know what? I will tell you. Even though I just got off the plane, I had my questions for you. <laughs> uh, 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 you were thinking about this. Um, oh, yeah. It, it, okay. Well, okay, there's there's a couple of things you can do. Um, you, uh, number one, okay, I'll give you some of the physical things, okay? A lot of times they're malnourished. Okay, and that's a good one. signs of abuse, yes. bruises or burns, okay? Um, they're, um, they, they act kind of different. In other words, they might seem paranoid. They won't make eye contact with you. They, they'll seem timid. Um, that's another one. Um, they could be in a group, um, with one leader, one pimp as a, as a, the boss there. Um, okay. They, if you ask them a question, um, it's usually answered by somebody else. Uh, and here's um, and also, and actually, um, there was one gal who was a um, flight attendant, and she actually sent something to me on Facebook. Uh, but this other thing brings it up. It says they lack travel documents or doesn't know where they are or they don't have a sense of time. That's another one. Um, the flight attendant said to me one time that she had noticed a uh, a baby um, who who was must have just just been born, okay, and um, it was a male baby, and actually it had the umbilical cord attached to it, and it was traveling with an eighteen year old boy uh-huh. on, on her plane, and she didn't know the signs back then. Um, and, and here's another one, has very few personal possessions and the clothes don't fit right. Right. Um, has a tattoo of a barcode or the word daddy or a man's name on. Um, or, you know, and quite simply they're under 18 or they look under 18 and they're engaging in prostitution um, or some kind of t- uh, sexual act. Um, and also... You know, another thing is you can be in a place where trafficking happens the most. Yeah. Um, so those That's, those are some look, of the things look. that we can look out for. Fantastic. Um, I, you know what? Yeah. So, you know, and, and we as humans are, you know, responsible humans are on the first line of defense for these types of things. Um, yeah. You know, and and I don't know if this is true. It might have been you that mentioned this to me, Ruben, but Madeline McCann, was she trafficked? Yes, Madeline McCann, okay. uh, was... just to refresh everyone's memory, she was a young British girl that was with her, her parents in an island in Portugal. I think it was about at least 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, um, and... While the parents went out to dinner, she was taken from um, from her uh, from her room, 
and they have never seen her before, but there has been some reports that she was in the Middle East, uh, that possibility that she was being trafficked by Middle Eastern, uh, a Middle Eastern um, uh, cartel, and but she she was, uh, they're saying that she definitely was a victim of human trafficking. And they never found her, right? They have never found her at all. I mean, they, they, they uh, I think the the parents they put up, uh, they invested in, in uh, private investigators, and they have not been able to uh, find her. Um, and one other thing I want to mention before we cut out, and actually I'd allow for extra time tonight because this is a hot and heavy topic um, yes, about it is. boys. Okay. Um, now, and I'm going to give you uh, examples, but the number of boys being trafficked is also high. And uh, and from going in the dark net, by the way, um, we have noticed some um, groups in there that promote um, man-boy groups that promote pedophilism and, uh, and you know, the man's relationship with the, the young boy. Um and that has been on the rise. And um, I, I, let me give you an example of a, how a boy is trafficked. The, what will happen is the ring might use a sexy female because where there's money to be made, even the females join in and become the female pimps. And, you know, she might be all decked out, you know, voluptuous, whatever, and you know, like the like the other way around, she will lure your particularly sixteen and seventeen year old son. That's when they're gullible. You know, they see this nice woman and flirtatious woman, and um, you know, and they think she's nice, and they will start to date her, and she will give him everything. And like the Winkowski case, the same thing it, um, has happened in reverse. So the boys ha- have not been exempt from this, which, which is also troublesome for this. Um, and and when I mention that, even the the rate of the men having sex with the boys as well. So we're talking about a, a whole different, not a whole different, but a whole a whole arena here um, that is is kind of. To us, it's been monstrous, but we're able to do some headway over here. And, you know, we don't want to see, you know, this type of thing continue to go on. Um, But like Ruben said, it's going to take cooperation amongst many. So Right, right. um, Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be a very, very uphill battle. Um, not not just on a local, state, or even a national level. It has to be a global uh, effort in order to combat. I mean, we we've been fighting the drug war for uh, for so many years, and uh, we're still having a, a a huge huge uh issue. I think human trafficking is even going to be a lot more challenging than even the drug war. Yes, you. Um, the drug war failed 
exactly, uh, because, yeah. you know, and this slogan they had, just say no to drugs. You know what? Whenever yes. you say no to anybody, it sort of makes them want to do it. Yes, yes, it's true. <laughs> so, and and I have a comment that I want to get in on that. Um, if you guys remember Mena, the airport in Arkansas there, yes, uh, back in yes. the 80s, that's when Governor Bill yes. Clinton, um, you know, I have to say this, the drugs came through um, under his watch. And, um, you know, I wanted to bring up the train death of those two boys who happened to be in the wrong place at the same time. Um, they they yeah. were going out hunting and... Um, you know, and and there was one drug drop that was missing, by the way. Um, yes. You know, and authorities were on the lookout for a while, and and apparently those those boys must have found it first or whatever, but they were obviously in the wrong place at the wrong time, and um, you know their bodies showed up dead uh, on the train tracks. So, you know, I, I mean, this is kind of where where this war leads to. You know, um, and, and that's one of the famous cases over there. Um, but, you know, and, and there was also a saying, um, it, it said, if I remember, don't say no, fly low. <laughs> that yes, was because the yes. Mena Airport was, <laughs> or, and, and I said this to Leslie in Buffalo, I says, I says, um, I says, don't say no, come to Buffalo. <laughs> That's where Amanda and <laughs> case was over there. <laughs> so, you, you know, so that approach kind of failed us. Um, what I have found that has worked for, for us over here and our family and, and the people I talk to in Parsippany is if you just have simple conversations with people about it, you know, and point out. That that has been effective, at least for us, so far. You know, I mean, we haven't had any other cases, you know, other than us having to, you know, can, of course, we're raising the awareness over here. Um, and, right. and we tell them, you know, if you say no to your child about doing this, that, and the other thing, they're going to want to do it some more. So you have to use a psychological approach a little bit. Uh, but yes, exactly. Ruben, you're right. It's going to take it's going to take people around the world to fix this. Oh yeah, yeah. And and there's again the the the, the hidden uh, truth is that there's so much money and and so much very very powerful people that control this 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 business. And uh, it's uh, it's an uphill battle. But it's one that is a must. And, oh, and Luther, are you still there? Or are we entertaining you? We're just going yeah. on with our knowledge. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. Uh-huh. The, the only thing I will say uh, about know, this, but... the only thing I will yeah. say about this, it's got to start with the families. they got to start teaching their kids at home. And to right. tell a kid, no, yeah. is not the way to go about yeah. it. You have to explain to the kid before you tell them no. You have to educate the kids. Yeah. Yeah, because they're yeah. actually just so curious, you know. Everybody's curious, yeah. you know. Right. So, so right. yeah, it's going to start in, in the home. And, you know, and we have to also, um, you know, think 
about the American family structure, too, which is kind of splitting apart. Um, I say because of a lot of issues, because of finances. And, yes, lately, pornography, I will come out and say it. Pornography has destroyed a number of marriages. Um, but, you know, uh, so the families themselves have a lot to to um, cope with. And if, if you sign up for one of Doreen's workshops, you'll learn how to do that. <laughs> So, can you can you can you have can you the support system? Can you provide yes, us with, I will. Your, uh, with the website? Yes, I will. Um, you know, if we're, we have a whole support network developing on this, so you know you're not alone in this, and you can always listen to our radio show. It's like therapy every Tuesday night. And Luther's going to get his own show, so now we'll have another night where you have therapy. Right, Luther? Right. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, so it's a slow process, but it's one that needs to be done. Um, so, Luther, did you want to say anything? Well, this um, this is what this is what people need to be listening to is us. The truth comes from here. Um, your kids ain't gonna learn Absolutely. nothing from liberal TV. Your kids are not gonna learn nothing from liberal TV. All they're gonna learn is some bad habits. Yes, that's right. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I don't. We actually cut out a lot of our programming on the TV. So, you know, um, we don't watch MSN, CNN, that's or right. that. If we're going to watch the news, we'll watch Fox first, but sometimes we have questions about them too. So They're being controlled. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, so, you have to be controlled. People say to me, yeah, why don't you watch TV? Well, TV, like, well, why would you watch TV? All of this is lies. Yeah. Like, they want to wonder why I don't ever turn the TV, oh, turn the TV on to watch. Listen. Yeah. Um, so you know. So and and plus, since we're on this subject on this, um, you know, Common Core. Okay. You know, we have to watch the media, and we got to watch the education system too. You got to watch. Right. And I say Common Core could be Communist Core to me. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> they they can't. Yeah, they can't see. See, they feed certain information to your child in there. And you know what? Um, I'm going to have um, uh, Judy Rostello. She's a, a, um, a, she's a proponent against Common Core here in New Jersey, and she has also come out and said that they actually promote pornography in there. So I should ha- we're going to have her on the radio. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. But, Luther, did you want to ask anything else? Oh, I think we did a pretty good job covering everything tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we did. Yes, yeah. we did. Uh-huh. And, and Luther, you, you are going to be a host, and I'm going to congratulate you on that. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. When are you, what, when, when are you going to be uh, doing your shows? What date? Um, uh, uh, when, 
That is still in the thought process. Okay. Yeah. So we have uh, uh, a lot of air time. And if anybody else is interested in being a host, you can send me an email, studentsforabetterfuture at outlook.com. That's studentsforabetterfuture at outlook.com. You know, and you'll have a lot of fun doing this. Um, You know, and and, um, you can really get your word out. Um, So, uh, okay, so then... Um, we're going to wrap it up, and um, for next week, Ruben, um, we have um, Women of Class and Distinction. I'm going to be introducing, oh. um, yeah, some women who um, who go the extra mile. Uh, and one Good. gal, her name is Claire Jameson. She actually purchased a 2,000-acre park in New York, in Upper State, New York. And um, she's going to come on and tell us what she made the park into. And, um, oh, fantastic. And also we have Ann Wolf, who uh, he runs a group for the veterans. And she raises money for them. Um, and she's actually a singer and songwriter. Fantastic. Looking so forward to it. When, yes. So, folks, um, we had a great show tonight. And um, we're going to wish Luther a lot of luck. (laughs) Um, And until next week, folks, um, everybody have a good night. Have a good one. All right. Yeah.